Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Jim Daly, CIO at Washington Regional Medical System. In this segment, Daly talks about how his team is looking to make up for lost time when it comes to patient engagement, the balance leaders must strike in creating a strategic plan with just the right amount of flexibility, what it was like for him to enter the provider space after 20 years in the payer world, and why he believes one of the most important things a leader can do is listen. We talk a lot with CIOs and other leaders about change management, and it's never easy. There's no blueprint for it, but in these circumstances, too, uh, it seems like there's added pressures and really makes it more urgent, I would think, to just be checking in with people and, and really staying aware, staying on top of them and making sure that they are okay with, with everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. And also trying to create that environment where people can be heard as yeah. well. You mentioned change management and that that's something that's just, I think, super important that really gets overlooked in, in many cases. But, you know, I've been in the workforce at a professional level for you know, over 25 years. And I can't think of a time in my career where we've had this much disruption in our professional lives as well as our personal lives. And typically when you're undergoing a change management effort, you know, while there can be some elements of outside of work, you know, influences, typically it's kind of isolated into the work environment, but boy, not this time. You're, yeah. You've got, you're impacting, you know, not just the work that we're doing, but also you know, the locations that we're performing the work and the style upon which we interact. And, you know, some people love to be in the office and see each other every day. And, you know, now you're separating people and having them work over a computer screen. I mean, it's just super, super challenging. But I think that we've done a good job of, you know, helping our folks work through that. And and I think by listening to them, um, creating flexibility for them, and make sure we're, we're being adaptable to their needs, I think is, is important. Right. And are, are there other key objectives on your plate for the next year or the near future? Yeah. You know, we've got some key efforts that we're moving forward with besides that, that Cerner implementation. Um, we're, we're implementing a patient engagement a platform that allows us to provide efficiency with appointment reminders provide an online scheduling capability, the capability to execute population health campaigns and wellness. Um, So we're layering that on on there too. (laughs) That's a big effort, but really something that's needed in our market. And, you know, honestly, we've lagged in that space and, and it's time for us to catch up. And we found a great partner that we've gotten off to a great start with. And, you know, we can implement that alongside our Cerner implementation, but also gain some value before, you know, we finish that project in in 2022. You know, we're also focused on information security maturity. That's an area where we're really never done, making sure that we constantly have an eye on our environment. So, you know, making sure that we're implementing patches timely, always on the lookout for threats and vulnerabilities. And, um, you know, we're putting special attention on business impact analysis this year. So make sure we really work with our business partners and understand what the things that are most important to them in terms of business continuity and, you know, what what happens when we don't have an application that's available and help us establish a framework for managing that. Those are some of the, you know, major things, but the the other thing we're doing, you know, and I'm I'm taking this on with our executive team is the thing Mm -hmm. I worry the most about 
is making sure that our team is adding value every day and we're getting yeah. the maximum value out of our IT investments. And, and that's just not applications and infrastructure. It's also our people. So we're taking this opportunity to refresh our IT plan and technology strategy. And so, you know, we'll be working together with our, our leaders to understand the capabilities that are important for them to mature and enable, and then uh, building a roadmap that allows us to identify technology efforts that can enable those capabilities. So that, that, that'll be a major effort for us this year to make sure we've got a good um, strategic plan and, um, and roadmap for the future. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And like you said, it goes beyond, when you talk about adding value, it goes beyond just, just the systems themselves. And do you see this as, as kind of a long-term plan? Yeah, well, I think something that we'll have to balance is how far we look out. In, in terms of solidifying a plan. And, you know, I think we'll focus on building that strategy and that strategic roadmap, knowing that can change. So, you know, building in some governance so that as our market changes or environment changes, that we're able to respond to that by adjusting our, our strategic plan. And so we'll be identifying those opportunities and, you know, making sure that we can adjust along the way. So we're not locked into something that's, that's so rigid that we aren't able to adjust. Yeah, something that I've, I've definitely learned. I've worked in the health plan setting almost my entire career, except for the last three and a half years at Washington Regional. And I tell you that healthcare on the provider side is incredibly dynamic, but the health plan mm. side is dynamic as well. But boy, things move really quickly and, and they can change fast in regards to patient care and managing technology in a way that it can be agile so we can react quickly to those needs. Is, is super important and something we'll have to put some focus on going forward. And this year's taught, or I should say 2020 and dealing with COVID really, you know, brought that front and center because we, we were changing things in some cases every day as we were learning more about the treatment of COVID and, you know, adjusting our plans and, and serving the community, whether it's a screening center or telemedicine or serving our remote workers, we had to move really fast. And um, I think we got pretty good at that. But the other thing <laughs> that, that happens with that is it sets the expectation that, you know, maybe that's yeah. the, new, the new norm. And while I think we all desire it to be, you know, I think we have to be cautious around that as well. That's a really good point. Things were really dynamic, well, are dynamic, especially in those first few weeks with so much happening so fast. And, and we heard stories about teams just putting in extremely long hours at the point where you came in, I imagine things were still moving fast, but was that something you had to kind of address from the get-go, just as far as conveying that things are just not always going to move this fast, like this is uh, extreme? Yeah, yeah. And I think we all, at least our executive team and and providers realize that, you know, because it's the same in in their world too, you know, from from a business process perspective and how you execute patient care. I mean, typically it takes time to change and, you know, you evaluate things and be very um, prudent in how you approach that level of change. And so I think there's acknowledgement that that may not be the long-term expectation. Um, But it's interesting because, you know, we were in such a situation where kind of had to all agree, all right, we know this is fast, but we got to do it and let's all go. And, um, and, you know, just make sure that we, we are going into, a direction with our eyes open and everyone acknowledging that things may need to change. They may need to change fast 
and um, you know just acknowledge that. And and that's where I think our executive leadership, you know, our CEO, our, our COO, our chief nursing officer, you know, our entire executive team, being just outstanding leaders and coaching their teams to kind of be comfortable with being uncomfortable and um, yeah. You know, being adaptable, and, and and you mentioned long hours, and boy, that that's certainly the case. I mean, our teams have just you know worked you know so many long hours and not able to take vacations, and we have folks on our team early on that work forty days in a row without a break. Oh wow, and, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, and you think of all the things that you know we did from a technology side to to stand things up, and and that's where. You know, the folks that work for our hospital and the clinics, and I imagine it's the same in other communities, our mission is to serve our community. And, you know, when you think about what you're doing is helping your neighbor, you know, your cousin, your friends, that sort of thing. While you may be tired and exhausted, those are the things that really keep you moving is that, you know, what you're doing serves the community. And, and, And to a person, our folks are committed to, you know, Northwest Arkansas and our community here. And, and I'm just super proud to work for an organization that, you know, has that type of commitment. Yeah. And, and you said you've been with the organization for about three and a half years or so in total. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. May of 2017. Okay. And, and having spent a, a lot of time on the payer side, I would think that that provides you with a unique perspective are there ways in which you've been able to draw from that experience? Yeah, I think so. You know, my career's taken a number of twists and turns in the health plan space. You know, I worked as a financial analyst. My my degrees in finance and straight out of college went to work for a third party administrator and analyzed provider contracts and did financial analysis and worked on system implementations, did held test management roles, project management strategy roles. And I think pulling from all that has really helped me. But, you know, in particular, the, my experience on the health plan side, I think has helped when, you know, we work with our population health and managed care teams and, you know, how they manage their relationships with health plans and leverage data to support quality programs and those sorts of things. So, I, you know, I think that I don't need a whole lot of explanation and background and, and guidance to kind of get the gist of where we need to head. And I think that helps me move a little faster. Some of that may be a little foreign to other other folks in provider setting, but I, I think yeah. that's, um, that's helped me quite a bit, helping enable those teams. Right. And I imagine there was some adjustment coming over to the provider side. And how were you able to get your toes into that water? Yeah. So um, I had to really be convinced that I could be successful in, in moving to the, the provider side because, you know, I'd spent you know, over 20 years in health plans. And what brought me to Washington Regional, I, you know, I'm originally from Arkansas and I moved to Texas in the early 2000s to be close to an airport. I was doing consulting at the time and, and um, okay. you know, wanted to be close to a, a hub and, you know, wanted to get back home to Arkansas. And I had done some networking and Becky um, you know, who I mentioned is, was her CIO. She and I had worked for the same consulting company, uh, first consulting group. Well, she was okay. on the provider side. I was on the health plan side. And I asked her if she knew anyone in Arkansas that I could hook up with and see if there's opportunities. And she says, well, sure, but we've got an opportunity here at Washington Regional. I'm like, really? And that, the provider side? I don't know if I could do that. So, right, right. so she and I talked for months 
her telling me more about the expectations in the role and and me, um, you know, of course, having some doubt and moving to a different side of the healthcare equation. And, um, you know, what really sold it for me and thought, you know, not only do I want to do this, I feel like I have to do it, is, you know, meeting with our executive team and the leaders here at Washington Regional and just hearing their passion and commitment in serving our community and, you know, me being you know, an Arkansas person, just knowing that, okay, I have a great opportunity here, not not just to help grow my career, but also to serve my community. And that's, I think it's a higher calling. And, yeah. um, you know, from that point, when I recognized that was the opportunity I was looking at, it was really an easy, an easy decision. You know, I, I have to say there's, I didn't have a high level of confidence, but I think having that level of trepidation and you know, being a little scared can be good, you know, it, yeah. it, um, you <laughs> oh, know, yeah. kind of lights a fire under you to focus and really learn and absorb and ask a lot of questions. And, you know, from day one, I just had fantastic support, not just from Becky, but, you know, our entire leadership team and, and the IT staff, you know, the, the folks that in my organization, they, they all really embraced me and, and helped me learn and grow and help me to be a good leader to them. Yeah. And it seems like um, having that relationship with Becky did help with the transition also. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, Becky, I definitely, you know, owe a lot of thanks to, to her. You know, she really invested in me and um, spent tons of time with me, you know, over the past three years in helping me learn and grow and, and giving me enough rope to to learn and make decisions and have some independence, but also, you know, kind of reining me in if, you know, and I was going in a direction that, you know, maybe I need some more information prior to, um, you know, cementing a decision. So I've been super fortunate in my career. I've, I've had opportunity to work with a lot of leaders that have taken the time to invest in me and provide coaching mm-hmm. and guidance and, you know, really hold my hand throughout the way. And, and I've just been super fortunate, really, really lucky. Yeah. But then the other part of that is uh, being willing to listen. It's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. And, you know, I, I do think that's you know, something I, I've learned, you know, definitely along the way is, you know, to really pay attention to, to what folks are saying and, and take the time to listen and, and seek to understand, you know, and it's something that I try to exhibit and, and coach as well. And just like I've had folks that invested in me, I really try to do the same thing. I mean, we, we spend a lot of time with our leadership team at Washington Regional talking about growing and investing in our employees, making mm-hmm. sure they're highly engaged, providing them with education opportunities, helping them grow their career, particularly in our, our technology space. Say on the infrastructure side, you know, we compete with some of the world's, you know, largest companies here in Northwest Arkansas. You've got Walmart headquartered here and Oh, right, um, Tyson, right. J.B. Hunt, there's a lot of technology demand here. And, and so we compete to retain based on those organizations. And then this was definitely a possibility before COVID, but even now people can work anywhere. And so yeah. folks that you have that, you know, are working on your EHR or building integrations reports, you know, they can be recruited from any system in the country or any vendor in the country now. And um, I think in order for us to retain our people, we've got to provide the growth and um, career opportunities that help them be very engaged and also excited about the work that they do every day. And so we, we talk a lot about that and, 
and make it a focus in, in our technology organization. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's so important to do that for sure. All right. I've kept you for uh, a while, so <laughs> um, I really, really do appreciate your time. And it's been really great to, to hear about the organization and also, uh, you know, get to know you and yeah. would love to uh, catch up again soon in the near future to see how things are going. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I appreciate you showing interest and, in, like I said, your persistence to you know, make sure we could talk and be great. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.